to episode 12 of Hardcore on Tour Stories from the Van. I am your host, Brian W. Fleming. I am the curator of Venue Bathrooms Underground Instagram. I am in the band Rigtime, as well as Dare to Be. But today I am in beautiful Lincoln, Vermont, uh, overlooking oh, yeah. a beautiful valley of uh, green trees and ragweed, which I just noticed because I'm allergic to ragweed. But uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I am with my good friend John Berg, uh, most currently of The Path, but Hello. Um, a lot of history of bands, a lot of history of uh, being in the music scene and stuff, which we've been talking about all morning here at your beautiful estate. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So let's kind of like get into that. Let's. Where did you start? Where was your first band? Where did you first play? Um, so I'm from Long Island originally. Um, I was in a band, a high school band that isn't worth mentioning, but my first real actual band I was in was called Contra. Um, I was about 17 when we started, around for a few years, put out a couple records, did a bunch of touring. Um, after that, I took a few years off. I was in a band called The Solidarity Pact with some buddies. Then I moved up here, and I've been doing the path for four years, mm -hmm. which is, which is good. I like it. Yeah, hell yeah. No, I lo I love the path. For anyone who hasn't heard the path, it's like you know, like I said to you last night, I compare it to like Paint It Black or Kid Dynamite. Yeah. You know, the I'll take real it. fast, <laughs> and then just like side to side, two steppy, you know, awesomeness. But you guys are just really aggressive, really loud, and and intense hardcore. Um, what uh, what was what's kind of like a main inspiration for the band sure um like what's something that collectively you guys are like you know we draw from that band or this band or this sound or the style so i mean we all come from from different angles the goal is always short fast and loud you know it's kind of where it all mm -hmm. all starts but you know i mean matt's guitar comes from a lot of black flag i listen to you know a lot of kill your idols a lot of left for dead you mm -hmm. know like fast you know thrashy screamy shit um you know chris chris is a metal guy you know andrew listens to to all sorts of stuff and like yeah we all bring different influences um you know liam's a hardcore kid mm -hmm. but yeah we all just kind of start with short fast and loud and then we just make it a little faster a little shorter mm -hmm. and yeah just get it done nice see that's a cool thing about like Hardcore in general, um, you know, even in like the American Hardcore documentary, I think it was, I want to say it was Brian from like Minor Threat, uh, Bad Religion, mm -hmm. where he said like, you know, cut the intro, cut the verse in half, you know, get on, get the chorus, get on, get out, you know, that yeah. type of thing. And that's what I think has always been so appealing about hardcore is like, make your point and move on. Yeah, I, I've always joked around that if you can't get it done in a minute and a half, you have no business being in a band. <laughs> um, and, you know, we have a couple songs that go over a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's uh, that's what I liked about hardcore, like, you know, and punk, is it's just like, it's quick, it's in, it's out, you get you get the job done and and move on. You yeah. Know? Don't, I don't want it to get boring. Yeah. And, like, I like, you know, like, of course, like, I like doom metal and you know stuff like that but i think for the most part like i really just enjoy playing something that is to the point because mm -hmm. even though like rig time is uh kind of slower you know or mid-tempo and stuff like i like doing those grooves but like um the, the song we just put out no faith is like a minute and 47 <laughs> seconds you know and and which is like relatively short which yeah. i think is funny it's like our first new song in two years and we're like here you go less than two minutes have fun sure <laughs> yeah yeah we, we're like oh we we finished writing this record it took us a year and it's 19 minutes long yeah. but it's it's damn good for 19 minutes so i remember years ago my friend burned me um an agoraphobic nosebleed oh, cd sick. back when i was like 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 I just turned 18 or something and he's like here dude it's like 38 songs in 31 minutes or something yeah. like that I don't even remember <laughs> like yeah it's always uh it's always been important to me and like um it's funny Andrew and, and Matt Kimball who are also in my band for those people that don't know they're in a, a doomy band called Sachem which you know it's just I can't I can't go that slow but it feels fills their hearts mm -hmm. and they're they're into it and if you're into slower stuff definitely check out sage um but yeah i don't know i've just maybe it's my attention span you know i, I like the i like the energy from is, it 
I, I can I can totally identify with that because even when we have had songs that are supposed to be slow, we play them way too fast live. Yeah. And yeah, just something. I feel like in my mind, like I'm always need to to go faster and and get faster and and then I listen to like a live recording I'm like what the hell slow down like yeah, <laughs> yeah I uh I like the energy you know I like my music so loud I can feel it mm -hmm. in the speakers I like the speed cuz it, it just it gets me gets me amped up and that's what I like look for in music is that kind of cathartic experience mm -hmm. um which I don't know like more power to people that like doing it slow I just I just can't hang I'm yeah. just not good at it and it's not <laughs> it's not it's not them it's me you know, but so you you had, I remember or last night you mentioned you've been doing vocals since you were fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, it so I was learning how to play bass, and my first band this band once against that there were two cassette demos that luckily I don't think anybody has. It wasn't very good, but um, yeah, first practice we had a drummer, we had a guitarist, and I was going to play bass, but we didn't know how to make music. And we thought vocals were more important, so I kind of <laughs> kind of jumped on that. And then we found a bass player, and then I kept doing vocals, and now I can't play bass at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just been uh, it's a good outlet. I like writing lyrics, you know. I like like screaming in a band. Yeah, like it's just I don't know. It's what I'm good at, or at least I think I'm good at. <laughs> oh, you're good at it. Yeah. So every, after every path set I've ever seen, you look like you just got out of a pool. So yeah. you're definitely putting everything into it. Yeah, no, I definitely don't know how to how to tone it down, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, I know. mean that's the thing. Like if you're, I feel like with any type of music, but especially if it's something aggressive and, um, you know, heart like hardcore or whatever, like you can't tone it down. Like yeah. if you tone it down, people will know and 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 it won't seem as genuine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I just I grew up like watching bands where like your pupils dialing you're like what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck and uh you know that's who inspired me you know yeah. when i was in a band and through the years you know you just kind of keep going down that like fuck it i'm just gonna do my thing and what was the first band that you remember seeing that really 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 hit you and you went <sighs> okay i have to do this or i have to lit you know Sure. Like, oh, that's hard. Or even just a band. I guess it doesn't have to be the band, but a band you remember seeing when you were young that you went it would just hit you like a ton of bricks. Sure. So there are probably two bands that were were very influential, but probably the the one of the bigger ones. There's this band called Millhouse on Long Island. Um, they put out a record called Obscenity and the Milk. They did a few split seven inches. A band called CR and. Um, they were just like wild and just like really just like super fast, super aggressive. Um, when they played live, like um, their singer already was like, like just a wild, wild man. And I just remember like, like watching that and being like, holy shit, like that's what, that's what band should be like. Yeah. You know, I wish every band was like that crazy. Um, and then like, um, I'm sure you know Kill Your Idols. Mm -hmm. They're like a bigger band from Long Island. Um, you know, they, they've been around since I was a, a young dude mm -hmm. and they've just been wildly inf influential as far as like my DIY attitude and, you know, how I, how I run my shit and keep it punk. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, between, it, as far as being in a band, it's like those two bands are probably, probably the big ones and then millions of others, but yeah, definitely check out Millhouse, um, cool. if you haven't heard them, which you probably have. When what what time frame was that? Was that like uh, early two thousands or something? No, probably mid nineties to late nineties. Mm -hmm. um, if I had to guess, Obscenity of the Milk probably came out in ninety seven, ninety ninety eight, ninety seven, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, yeah, that was when Exit Records and Wreckage Records were putting out bands. Um, I think they did did some Yep Aside Records bunch of stuff mm -hmm. good long island stuff when's the last time you went to a show in long island or played uh, a show or just been there yeah we played we played down there a couple times because i've got friends down there so we try and head down there from time to time we'll bounce back from like brooklyn show to long island show um usually my friend paulie um books he books at this place amityville music hall oh yeah and, i've seen that place i've seen like, yeah. flyers and stuff 
Yeah, they do a lot of really good shows. Um, let me know when you want to head down to Long Island. I'll, okay. I'll make that <laughs> we but, played Brooklyn once, and that's it. So otherwise, we played different parts of New York, but for yeah, we, the boroughs. We got lucky. We played St. Vitus with By the Grace of God and Old Ghosts. I keep hearing that's really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, a lot of people talk, say that place is cool. To play. That's a good spot. Um, and it's like a room where, like, it has history, even though it's only, like, I don't know, I want to say eight years old. But uh, it played there. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of Long Island bands that are coming out that are really mm-hmm. good. This band Flesh Prison just put out a demo. Mm-hmm. They used to be Cop Sucker. Um, Buckshot Facelift, always. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Obviously, Incendiary. You uh, have to at least mention Sure, Incendiary is from Long Island. Incendiary is from Long Island. <laughs> just because, you know, I mean, I think in most people's mind in modern hardcore right now, like, that's, like, a top New or Long Island band. But. Yeah, yeah, they're a big deal. They're a big deal. It's People crazy because like it seems like they don't do too much, but they just have something that just has caught everyone's attention, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're like a, a weekend band. Yeah. You know? But somehow they, hard, you know. Hard two-week band. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you know, I mean, they can headline shows across the country, you know, do three yeah. three shows in California, and it's like thousand people will be singing back at them like it's wild. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a really good band, and it's it's always good when people... People are getting acknowledged, yeah. especially like Long Island people. You know? what, what was the other band you just showed me last night? It starts with a C. Uh, um, oh, Catharsis, yeah, which Catharsis. is, yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan Lamelli's other band. Yeah, Catharsis, State of Mind put out that record, um, and that's really good. My friend Tim sings for that band. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cinderella's uh, good. Carcosa's <laughs> good. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a band called The Fight from Long Island that's mm-hmm. really good. Um, oh, man. I should have prepared for this. <laughs> there is no preparation for yeah. this podcast. No, there is not. I just take them in the van and I say, here we go. Let's yeah. do this. But no, there's a lot of really good Long Island bands coming through. Um, our buddies in Outlive Death just split up, but some of those guys went on or went back to a band called Live Fast, Die Fast, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, see? See, I told you. When, when the Vermont na- neighbors are very friendly. Yeah, when they know you, they honk. <laughs> uh, they didn't even see it. Like, they just honked and were like, I know his house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounded like my friend Christy. She yelled, too. Um, yeah, it's Vermont Vermont living. But, yeah, Long Island's a, a great place, you know. I don't want to live there ever again, but I like swinging through every now and then, yeah. see, seeing buddies. Um, yeah. There's a good show happening right now that I'm missing, um, Wild Fest. They do a fest every year for uh, Rob McAllister, who's in this band, Iron Cheek. He passed away. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, but, yeah, that's happening now, or it just happened. A bunch of bands did Who's on that this year? Um, Kill Your Idols headlined, Flesh Prisons playing, um, a bunch of bands. It was really good. Beyond mm-hmm. uh, was playing. But, yeah, I made it last year. This year I couldn't make it down. But, a ton of people come out to that? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's always packed, always a good time. Sweet. Um, yeah, if you're around Long Island in August, Wild Fest is a place to be. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I love Long Island. The food's good. Too many people. <laughs> so, like, comparing Long Island scene back to the late 90s when you yeah. were going to shows to, say, past five years, what's the difference? Um, what do you see? Yeah, it's... Uh, so... A lot of my involvement on Long Island, like, Long Island had a huge hardcore scene, which was incredible. There was a venue called the PWAC, which, if anybody remembers it, it was, like, like the perfect venue. Um, but then I also got really, really into just DIY hardcore, DIY punk, mm-hmm. basement shows, you know, and that aspect of it, which was really cool. So, like, um, now when I go back, you know, like... I don't play basements, you know, which is kind of a bummer Mm -hmm. because I don't kind of like all of my friends are not having basement shows, but there's always a lot of people that come out, Mm -hmm. you know, Long Island's always been very friendly to like hardcore. I mean, when the PWAC was around like VOD, that band we were talking about, I remember seeing them and like 3000 people would show up and you'd be like, what? Like what? And yeah. it'd be like a well, DIY warehouse. Was pretty big, like in the nineties. Oh yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah, they're uh, they're a big deal. Um, but yeah, like three thousand kids would show up to like this warehouse, and it was just like that's how it was. That's so crazy. Yeah, like when I was a teenager, like Long Island was the best. Um, bands would always come out from the city. You know, touring bands would always come through, and yeah, it was a really good place to grow up. And it was cool because even though it was like 
a 3000 person show is still like a bunch of DIY kids booking the show. Mm -hmm. So like throughout my formative hardcore and punk years, like I could watch people that were slightly older than me and they were booking their own shows or booking their own tours, you know, you'd see a band playing, you know, the PWAC one weekend, then a backyard the next. And it was just like, that's how it was. How did, how did like sound ordinances or cops, like, do they care about that (laughs) stuff out there? Or are they just like, we got too many, you know, dealers and murderers to deal with about, care about your, your stupid concert or something. Shutting down punk shows is, is an easy crime to deal with. So they'll do that. Mm -hmm. It depends. I mean, it depends on if your neighbors are friendly or broken down enough. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, and could you get away with it in kind of like the industrial areas where maybe like, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. There I were, assume there's, you know, the, the tucked away alley warehouse, you know, shows and there stuff. There were definitely a few few old warehouses that had shows. I lived in a house called the Hobo House for a few years, and we had shows in the basement. And I think that our neighbors were just like, like fuck life and like i don't know i don't know how they dealt with it but you know we did shows there a lot um which is great yeah booking shows at your own house is is the way to do it there was this really really cool place um in minneapolis years ago called the medusa Mm -hmm. that like anybody who remembers like going there you know like just probably think like remembers how cool of a place it was because you had to go down this road in the middle of Minneapolis like you were surrounded by like the entire city mm. but it was like a dead end and there was like a train track or something I think it was an old garage but people lived there and they used to have like shows like in this this big like a garage like a mechanics garage that's awesome um it was really gnarly I, I only got to go to one show there years ago but like you know weekend nachos used to play there all the time and stuff like that and um uh, I want to say it closed down maybe like four or five years ago, but that was a really cool place yeah. just because it was kind of the inner city urban hidden gem, but mm. it was so far away from everything. It never mattered, you know? Well, and that's, that's the hard part. Like growing up along Island, I mean, or living along Island in general, there's such a, a fight for space, you know, wherever you go, there's just always lots of people yeah. and, you know, you need to make it to the light quicker you need to make it to the cashier quicker and you know it's always like a fight for space and especially when you're young there's limited venues for young people yeah so it's either you know find a place and go get fucked up or you get your friends in a band and you find a parking lot with a plug or a basement or a bathroom or wherever you can have a show and you just you make it happen you know it becomes like a, a matter of necessity because you need to create those spaces or else you know so, like, did Long Island, I mean, was there a lot of crossover with, like, Queens and Staten Island, Manhattan, you know, like, Brooklyn, like, or what, did everything yeah. kind of stay more, you know, I guess back well, in the day, like, did people still travel a lot to the other parts of the city? Yeah, um, Long Island's really, really long, and I know that's a really... How long is it, like... It can take you, like three three and a half hours drive from like brooklyn to montauk like it's really long yeah, and it's probably like 10 miles really um, but you know it takes three yeah, hours well yeah the, <laughs> the, the long island expressway is a, a hell pit yeah but um yeah like people travel you know i mean 30 45 minutes isn't a big deal yeah. um do any of your bands have like you know some like brother sister bands from like other parts you know yeah like oh like these dudes in brooklyn these are our yeah our i've always are. i've always loved the community aspect of DIY punk and hardcore. So yeah, I mean, it's always about building relationships mm-hmm. and building buddies and then you book their shows, they book your shows yeah. type of thing. But yeah, like when I was in Contra, we used to, uh, we just played with a band called The Insurgent, um, who were kind of like, um, like East Bay kind of pop punk, mm-hmm. I don't know, sort of like that, kind of like Crimp Shriny. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, there's a million bands, you know, but that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's about hanging out. Was Sick of It All from Long Island? Or? No, they're from the city. They're from the city, um, okay. But yeah, I've seen Sick of It All a lot. And that band rules I've every time. I've seen Sick of It All once, and it was fucking awesome. Every single time I've so seen pumped. them, it's like, it's so crazy that they are so good at being in a band. And they're so good at playing shows every time. Yeah, because like I saw them like two years ago or something. And it's just so crazy because it's like, you guys have been doing this for as long as I've been alive. Yeah. And they're just... Like, like, you know, just, just seeing him jump around and sing, like, yeah. like he's still, like, 20 years old. It's amazing. It's so cool. Before I knew what hardcore and punk was, when I was into, like, gr- uh, grunge and, like, alternative, and I was like, 
really, really sad and pissed. <laughs> um, my friend got a copy of Scratch the Surface, and we used to practice moshing to it. And, like, I didn't even know what, what hardcore was. Did you watch, like, the step-down uh, video, and you're like, I got to do these, these like, moves? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. And uh, then I learned what hardcore was. I'm like, whoa. If anybody's never seen the step-down video by Sick of It All. Oh, it's perfect. Please pull out your phone. Yeah. Uh, or obviously, you might be on your phone. Press pause. Watch that, because that is... <laughs> That's a classic video that you just have to see to, to understand what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, sick of it all. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, they've been a band forever, and they're just, every time I've seen them, they're just 150% incredible. Perfect band. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Is there any weird beef? I mean, that's <laughs> something that does tend to happen, you know? I mean, was there any weird beef with... Uh, Areas and again, you know, it's just it's an interesting topic to talk um, about the because New York City is fucking huge, you know. And there's so sure. many people. Like, um, was there like, oh, we don't fuck with bands from this block or anything like that that you remember? Not so much like that. I mean, when I was in Contra, I mean, I guess the path is is political. Mm -hmm. I just did air quotes for those people <laughs> that, that can't see what I'm doing. Um, but like, I've always been. Uh, abrasive, aggressive, like, you know, in my approach, in my, my values, in my lyrics. And sometimes it hasn't caught people the right way. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, when I was in Contra, we used to have, have people that would, you know, hear things and yeah, whatever, but they don't show up. You know, we have a hard enough time getting people that like our band to show up, let alone <laughs> people that don't like our band. But yeah, I don't know. I try and be friendly to people, mm -hmm. but you know, some people they don't like like what I say. <laughs> you know, funny rumors. Like there are rumors that like we used to burn flags on stage and stuff. It's like it'd be cool. But, that was once. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like it, it would be cool. I wouldn't. I'd be into it. I've abandoned that. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be safe. Safety, yeah. safety first in 2019, but yeah. in 96, if you burn a flag on stage, I'd be like, hell, yeah, I'm, I'd buy that record. <laughs> um, so obviously you're a Propagandi fan. Oh, yeah, who, who isn't a Propagandi <laughs> good, fan? Good point, good yeah. point. But um, what's your favorite Propagandi record? Uh, e oh, man, you know what? I almost said easy, and then I had to reel that back. So for the longest time, it's Less Talk, More Rock, mm -hmm. which I think is incredible. Um, but... I'm really into Victory Lab, their newest record. Um, I just saw them in Montreal. Don't mind the noise, I'm getting water. <laughs> I uh, saw them in Montreal, thank you. Mm -hmm. And they were incredible. Victory Lab, I think, is so good. Um, yeah, Propagandi, is, they're just a band that's, I don't know. I feel like I learn a lot, but like down, down to my core. How many times did you see them? Um, I've only gotten to see them once. I went to see them another time, a long time ago, but it got rained out as an outside show. Mm -hmm. So I just got to see them for the first time, and they were, like, insanely good. Um, but, yeah, I think Propagandi is just such an important band. Do you like how to clean everything? Um, I mean... It's always an iffy... Like, <sighs> I love that album still, but there's a lot of people who are really into them or like, nope. And even they, I know they... I think they hate that album. So, like, I don't... I don't hate it, but I'm not sure when I'd put it on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's so many records I'd put on before that, but it's fine. There's a... There's a certain song on that record about sticking something somewhere. Mm. And, uh, that affected me very much when I was a kid and really actually, um opened up my mind. I mean, it is kind of a snotty, almost like immature kind of, you know, way to, to the way that they kind of explain things, but there's still also, it makes you think mm -hmm. and it hits you hard. And that's what I really appreciate with that record or even, um, um, the track seven, um, the one, like the reggae tune, I can't remember how to pronounce the name of it, Halassi Sass or whatever that is, but it's got a, is she catching butterflies? I'm sorry. Yeah. There's somebody catching. Amber from Misadventures is catching butterflies in John's uh, <laughs> yard. Anyways, it's regular. Uh, <laughs> it's regular. Uh, but like, there, there's that part where they go off and he just keeps saying like, "Fuck religion, mm. fuck religion." And he keeps saying it like eight times. Yeah. And it just drills into your head, and and you know, and everything building up to that. Um, it's still, you know, it's really intense. Like you can't ignore it. You have to hear it, and you have to think about it. And, yeah. Um, 
You know what? Uh, on Victory Lap, they've got that song where he's uh, he's talking about how um, uh, what's it called when all the good Christians leave Earth? Um, the it starts with an R. Uh, I'm trying to. I can't fuck. remember. In the middle of the, how embarrassing is this? Um, <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of the song. I just talked I about know. either. So uh, yeah, everybody listening will be like, so you, you guys. It's a, sorry, sorry, I can't remember your weird Christian words. It starts with an R. <laughs> all the Christians leave, and there's a song where rapture? Um, the rapture. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the rapture comes, yeah. and nobody leaves, and it's like such a like profound, profound song because it's like. Wow, like what yeah. happens when the rapture comes and like everybody fucking sucks and you're all stuck here? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Or maybe the rapture will never come. They're such a smart band. I, yeah. I, it's just, the thing is about it's like Propaganda is a smart band. Yeah. That band makes you want to go go vegan more than, I mean, I, I don't eat meat and I try to avoid milk as best I can, but like I listen to Propaganda and like, yeah, meat is still murder and dairy is still right. They have another good song on Victor Rap. Um, about animal rights too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're just there's something about that band that just like is really special and and really smart and uncompromising. You know, I I always I'm always attracted to bands that like do what they want to do. Yeah. Um, and even if I'm not like super into it, I'm super into that. Yeah. Um, and like Propaganda's just been one of those bands. Like you listen to their first records, now you're listening to the last, their last record. Like. They do what they want, and if you're into it, great. And if you're not, like, okay. Yeah. Um, and I just respect that a lot. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Mm. <laughs> I had a point, and then I got distracted because it's getting really hot in here. Yeah, I'm so sweating like a motherfucker. Is how to clean everything it's, your favorite propaganda record? Uh, probably because it has a sentimental value. Because yeah. like I found it when I was young, and um, I want to say. What was the first song I heard off of that record? It might have been um, the first track with Anti Manifesto, um, but yeah, I just I heard that when I was a kid, and and a lot of Fat Record stuff. That that's what some of the first like punk stuff I was into. Like I mentioned, like Guns and Wankers, mm. Skin Deep, um, and Propagandi. Do you like Avail? Legwagon. Um, I've barely ever listened to Avail, oh, and I don't know why. I love because I get asked that question. <laughs> oh yeah, especially I'm sure I'm sure this year more than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing Avail in because somebody asked September. me. I was like, "Who's Avail?" And they told me, and I'm like, "Why don't I listen to Avail?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, another really good band. Another band where it's like they're kind of hard to explain. Kind of like. I don't know, if I use words to describe them, it's not going to make sense or be as good. Listen to Avail. <laughs> they're, they're worth listening to. I'm going to break character here. Yeah. And hopefully this doesn't crack ruin, the door. Ruin it, but holy shit, is it hot in here. Yeah, it's a warm, it's a warm Vermont day. We get, anyone, we get a who's done, anyone who's done this podcast that's listening to this episode is like, fuck Brian. He opened the doors for John. He didn't open the doors for us. <laughs> well, usually we're somewhere loud and noisy, but right now we're in the middle of beautiful nowhere vermont so. yeah 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 maybe but, everywhere vermont that's what we should say that's true everywhere here is beautiful yeah no i live in a in a good spot where there's not really much here which is it's good it's good for, good for the brain yeah let's me let's me stay i mean calm. after living in long island for so long to be here just has to be very calming <laughs> yeah yeah i'm uh which is pretty funny because even like 10 years into vermont like like I still have to be in like a screamy hardcore band, and you know I'm still like, for for Vermont standards, I'm still like yeah. a pretty intense dude, but uh, but yeah, no, Vermont's really good. It's really special, and you know it's it's been really good to me, mm-hmm. but you know it's a, it's a weird weird place that you know guy needs to change his muffler. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, Vermont shows. I guess uh, we haven't talked too much about that. Like, yeah. What's the best scene? Burlington, you think? So, Vermont's kind of in a weird thing. So, when it comes to shows in Vermont, um, well, I guess going back a little bit, we recently, about, well, this December, I think will be two years? No, three years since 242 Main closed, which was an all-ages venue run by the city of Burlington. Um, it was started by Bernie Sanders and his wife, um, and it was basically a youth center that turned into a punk venue yep. slash youth, youth center. And it was really great. Um, and then it closed. And 
you know, things have been a little weird since then. Like, there are still shows, and they're here and there, and there's a few people doing house shows, which is great. Um, but it's kind of hard to do all-ages shows right now. But it's starting... I feel like we're really on the upswing. Um, we've got a few good bands com- that are coming up. And um, just people that are really aware that, like, there's this gap where we need all-ages shows. Um, a guy was posting about how he's starting a venue which I have no information on, um, but that's going to be all ages. And then the Voices in Vain guys are going to be booking at Higher Ground, which will be all ages. So yeah. I think... I Voices think, of Vain is a great band. Oh, uh, they're a really good band. pause for a second oh, to yeah. say that. So great, yeah. great dudes and great band, great music. and Yes, definitely. definitely. Support Voices in Vain um, as often as you can. They're really good. Um, but yeah, I think that we're, we're finally like starting to recover. Um you know, I've been seeing more and more people showing up and coming back. And, you know, I try and be friendly and engaging. Yeah. I mean, we need that. We need more people. I mean, anybody that knows anything about rig time, obviously, we only play all ages shows. Mm. But, like, um, you know. That's brave. Fugazi, Kid Dynamite, <laughs> and I'm sure tons of other bands have been doing, you know, have done that way before our time. It's nothing that we thought of. Mm. But we're just trying to contribute our part to cramming it into people's heads that like that's important mm-hmm. like it's okay to not get paid well at a show because you picked the the basement over the bar mm-hmm. the, you know the bar that cares more about alcohol sales and paying taxes to the government than the house that cares about helping out the band you know type of thing or yeah um you know a promoter who takes the in my, you know it's gonna sound mean but i'm gonna say it like takes the easy way and throws them at the bar with the pa mm-hmm. rather than takes them and puts them somewhere where they can actually have all ages um i didn't get into music when i was 25 you know i got into music live music the first heavy or you know diy locally type of show i ever went to i was 14 and without that um that that place to go and find that music bands aren't going to grow music isn't going to grow art isn't going to grow creative minds aren't going to grow you know music is extremely important and it needs to be put into people's heads that all ages shows are important. So, you know, more people like you guys and everybody up here in Vermont or wherever else, being able to to push and make all ages shows happen and make all ages venues exist, even when they die, make a new one and keep it going, keep the cycle. And, uh, you know, like I was saying, like, it's not that big of a deal if you have to have an off day because you couldn't find a show. We deal with off days all the time. Technically today, we have an off day. I was offered a show today on this very date where somebody said I'll put you guys in this venue um, it's yours you find some locals and uh, I was like he wouldn't do all ages though he, he just would not do an all ages show and now you get to go to Ben and Jerry's so yeah now I'm going to Ben that. and Jerry's so fuck that you know? <laughs> and I, I respectfully you know say like I appreciate it I thank you and I understand that it won't work mm-hmm. um, but if you if you're willing to make this work I'll say like we'll do a matinee show um, you know, that type of thing. And he's like, nope. He's like, I can't do it. I'm like, all right, if you can't yeah. do it, I'm not going to argue. I'll just respectfully say thank you. Mm-hmm. And I would rather be hanging out in Ben and Jerry's, hanging out with my buddy John, than going somewhere and feeling selfish because I cared more about getting myself 50 bucks for gas. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm going to just live my or life. Or playing for four dudes holding beer that don't want to hear your band. And that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, you know. You know, the people who, because it's like when you play at places like that, like. Not that I'm against not, people holding beers. Yeah, well. but it's 90% of the time they're there to drink first and music second. Yeah. When you play an all-ages show, it's 90, you know, almost, I'd say 99% of the time they're there for the music and everything else second. And I'd rather, you know, you're not you're not going to go play a path show at like a country fest, you know, like yeah. a Florida Georgia line cuz you know your your crowd. <laughs> um and you know, we're not going to go and play some show at some country bar out or or some city bar where people are just there to get, you know, yeah. get get their fix and and don't want to hear us like type of thing. Like we're going to stick to places where people are there to to listen and understand us and if they dig it cool. And if they hard, don't, whatever, but it's the principle. Hardcore and punk, it's for the kids. And, you know, I'm I'm certainly getting older, but, like, that's where it comes from. Like, good hardcore and good punk, it's, it's a youth movement. And mm-hmm. if it just becomes a middle-aged, you know, person thing, then, yeah, like, it's still all right. But, like, it's a youth movement, and that's yeah. what keeps it important, and that's what keeps it valid 
and you know it's all about planting those seeds and yeah and that's the thing is yeah it's a youth movement but again it's about planting seeds yeah it's about you're still going to get older but you're going to grow with the things that you planted when you were a kid and those morals and then you know and and especially like you know teaching you know don't be a racist piece of shit don't be a homophobe who yeah. fucking cares what somebody wants you know to identify as mm-hmm. like Indeed. it's none of your fucking business it's your fucking business if they're hurting people if mm-hmm. they're causing problems to other people then you fucking you know it's like hardcore and punk is supposed to teach you to be a good person yeah and good to yourself and uh People who don't get that can eat my ass. So. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm a hundred. I use that expression too much. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I usually tell people they, they can eat shit right out of my ass. That's been my go-to. But no, it's true. I mean, hardcore punk has always been progressive, and it's always been about fixing the problems. And it's so funny because I'm just like, man, if if people just listen to Ausrotten, you know, yeah. back, back in the '90s, like the world would be a better place. But like. You know, and that's that's what I came up with, you know, bands that were, you know, I guess political, but it was just like, it was like street music, you know, and you're speaking, speaking what's from the streets and you're speaking reality and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's about truth, yeah. you know, and it's about speaking your truth, truth and not, not being stressed emotion, or worried passion, about it. Real thoughts, you know, and like, um, you know, whether you're writing blunt or whether you're writing metaphorically it's it's still something that has a substance yeah and that's always what attracted me to it yeah and it's you know like even going back for like bands like the dead kennedys you know it's politics have always been part of it and yeah like what i've always gotten from punk and hardcore is yeah like be a good person like if something's wrong in the world like not only don't contribute but also tell people that it's fucked up um and yeah, like, I know it was funny, a few months ago we played a show um, and somebody asked me if we're a political band. I'm like, no, nah, we're not a political band. Because, like, I don't know, I, I don't think that we're, like, in the grand scope of, like, the world, like, yes, absolutely, we're, like, you know, I write songs against white supremacy and for, you know, trans rights and all that stuff. But, like, I don't know, like... It shouldn't even be considered political. It should be considered moral. Yeah, like, regular. You know. But, yeah, like, I don't know, like... I don't know. It's just politics are are everything. Yeah. You know, which is unfortunate that that's where we're at. But like, it's important, and it's important to speak up for people that can't speak up. And if you have a microphone, you have an opportunity. Um, you know, and sometimes I dampen the mood during our set. And sorry, I guess, but <laughs> like, I got shit to say. You know. Um, Sorry to interrupt your mosh, but I need to tell you some really depressing things yeah, right let, now. Let's talk about, you know, how there are children dying in cages right now in our country, you know, like shit people don't want to know, think about, but like think about it. Yeah. You know, that shit's real. It's a lot more real than fucking the Misfits playing Madison Square Garden. Stupid. Sorry for all you Misfits fan, <laughs> but I'm not, that shit's stupid. Yeah, I feel like, like, I love Misfits, but, and I want to see Misfits, but at the same time, it does kind of seem like, it's a little unfortunate, because, you know, it's just a money thing, you know? It's like a court-ordered like, thing. There's yeah. nothing less punk about I think that, I think court legislation, you know, litigation. I think that they're, they've surpassed their amount they're supposed to do now for the court order, but they, I mean, money's there. <laughs> uh, so, this is so I mean, stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, but, you know, but then again, you could be doing it like half heart, and... donating the money you know like they're making a lot of fucking money does Danzig really need like I mean it's not like he wears shirts so it's not like he needs to buy clothes I'm sure he's got plenty of books already so velvet pants yeah velvet pants (laughs) he needs those yeah no it's fucking stupid and yeah Have Heart did it right and you know that that weekend you know I watched it from up here but they they made so many people happy and they did it for such a good cause um, and that's what it's about, you know. If you're into hardcore and punk to make money, you're a fucking dope. Like it's just not, not there reality. You like you're not gonna make money. You're gonna be disappointed, or you're gonna make everybody think that you're a sucker. So I don't know. Figure out a different type of music. Yeah, but. I get asked all the time when we're booking, all the time. You know, what's your guarantee? And it's really weird because, like, in my mind, is like I could ask you for money. Mm-hmm. 
but it's like I don't really need like I I I need gas to get home, you know, like I do actually pay my rent with stuff mm-hmm. because we tour so much. Sure. But it's like I almost 100% of the time and anyone who's ever, you know, booked me and asked me that question that's here in this will probably be like you said that. I say we're flexible. Mm-hmm. Flat out, it's the first thing I say is we're flexible. Yeah. I'll say, you know, if we can get if we if you prefer a guarantee, which some promoters do, they just have a one number and they don't they just worry about that. Um, then I'll say this this will we're, we're going from here to here this will get us our gas we'll be fine otherwise if we need to we'll do a door deal and I know you'll take care of us because um, it's also again trying to say like you know express like I will put trust in you that you yeah. can take care of this and I want you to know that and uh you know, some promoters are terrible. We all, we all know that, but some promoters so, some of them also, are not good at promoting. Yeah, and, and you that's know, sometimes true. I'm like, oh no, they'll be like, oh that's no problem at all. Um, yeah, I can get you that, or maybe let's do this door deal, and and um, you know, it's 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 again, it's not about making money. It's more about making memories, about making friends, about making a statement. It's yeah, like money is just a fake thing that we made up and we use, and it's nice to have uh, yeah. the things you want, but you have to give people something in order to get it life is is trade whether it's a barter system that's and that's true. really all money is is i i have some of this paper stuff can i have your your car now <laughs> like, sure can i get that yeah, for this? yeah. you know um but it, overall i'm not going to be 80 years old and thinking man fucking sucks that i made 35 dollars at that show <laughs> in vermont one time or something like yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be like god damn it i love the path i love john berg and matt kimball and nick grand champ and, and you know and all these all, all these people and you know and fucking get a grip and voices in vain and on and on and on like i love all these bands and these people and that's what i'm glad definitely and yeah it's uh you know whenever we play you know Locals don't get paid. Touring bands get paid if there's money, and you know I've talked ne- about I, that on an episode already. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's important. Like I don't know, I I've been playing shows for a very long time, and I've never asked for a guarantee because if my band's worth it, then we'll get paid that. Yeah, and know? that's the thing is I don't ever feel like we're yeah. worth something. Well, I've, I think you guys are worth a lot. But see, I, I, uh, I who the fuck am I? I'm nobody. You know, <laughs> that's the thing is like in my opinion and. And I always want to you keep that podcast. mentality. That's yeah, who, I got that's a podcast. The, you're Brian W. Fleming. Yeah. That's who the fuck you are. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm starting to introduce myself. Like, Yo, what's up? I have a podcast. Yeah. Welcome to my podcast. But, <laughs> Ten people listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's all about the friends and the relationships. And like, you know, even people who booked my band 20 years ago, you know, I hit them up. and like, oh, I know somebody coming through. And they're like, oh, hit up this person. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've gone to weddings from people who... You know, used to book my band in Georgia. You know, it's, yeah. it's just what it's about. Yeah, and it's about friends. And, you know, someday, you know, unless you're the Rolling Stones, like, and someday yeah. you, you'll... you'll Which like, you're not going to yeah. be. <laughs> not in hardcore, yeah. you know. Or you will never become that kid or hate breed. There's a, you know, that's the closest you're going to get to Rolling Stones, probably. So I, I think that's about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, you know, when someday you, you'll be done touring... But that doesn't mean you can't go hang out with your friend John in Vermont, you yeah. know, for a weekend and then bounce over to, you know, fucking New York and hang out with friends you met there and then bounce down to Georgia. And, you know, it's like yeah. you meet friends all over the country and your friends don't have to just be the ones in your town. They can exactly. be all over the world. Exactly. And it's cool. Like, um, we just put out a record. I should probably plug the record before your batteries Please run out. Please do. Yeah, yeah. We oh, just... no, I got plenty of batteries. Uh, Let's go. Cool. Well, in... <laughs> well I'm going to plug it it's now. It's got Duracells in this bitch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we just put out a record. It's called Chaotic Good, and we put it out on State of Mind Records from Long Island. Um, and Dave's been a, a great friend of mine for a very long time. Um, and that just was another example of just how, like, the DIY community has come through for me um, over the years because, yeah, when the record was recorded... I was able to reach out to him, and he was able to really take care of us and help us out. Um, it's just because, like, because of punk. Yeah. You know? I've known him for 20 years. I used to drive him to shows. Like, you know, I trust him. He trusts me. It's like... That's the way it should be, yeah. you know? Like, it's a bunch of friends making shit happen, which is fun. So I got the CD in my hand right now, so let's do some some questions. I see <laughs> demons. What's it about? Oh, so I See Demons is, um, it's about not 
being a piece of shit. <laughs> really, that's where... Um, Is there directions? Because I need directions. It, it's actually, it's just really simple. Um, but yeah, that song, it's just about identifying and watching people who will basically, you know, make terrible decisions, you know, hurt people in a variety of ways, be overall selfish, and just how that doesn't... Um, it doesn't benefit you long term. It just mm-hmm. makes makes things shitty and you know and I just wake up and I'm like I'm not gonna do scumbag shit today and if I make it till I go to sleep without doing scumbag shit people people will like me and be nicer to me mm-hmm. I don't know it's like not like it's not hard math yeah like don't be a piece of shit so that's what that's always about <laughs> some people have a really hard time they comprehending do. that it's true and you know I don't I'm not the fucking Dalai Lama I'm not trying to like you know say that I'm something special but yeah like some people do have a hard time about it um, and it's very strange because, like, you know, something that always, like, is going on in my mind is, like, you know, one day I'll be dead. And, like, what are people going to say about me? Because, like, my stories will be all there. Yeah. Like, I won't be around to, like, be like, no, but this happened. It's like, I don't know. I just try and try and do right by people. Mm-hmm. So that's what that song's about. Don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a scumbag. What about I Am The Revenge? Um, I Am The Revenge, that song, so that's our longest song, and actually the longest song I've ever it's written. like two minutes. No, no, no. <laughs> this one's like pushing five. So What's wrong with you, poser? You know, Matt, sell out? Matt Kimball, he came to practice, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I want to write this five-minute song. And I'm just like, what? Like, that's six songs. Like, why would you, <laughs> why would you make that one song? Um, it, so... When you hear it, it's, it's that's that's a song. Basically, uh, I was raised Jewish, so in my household there was always a lot of talk about the European Holocaust and and the Jewish Holocaust and the weight of it. Um, my mom was really active in groups that um, would remember people like the, this guy Raoul Wallenberg, who is a, a hero who saved a lot of Jewish people mm-hmm. in the Holocaust. Um, but I am the revenge at its heart is about how my existence is an affront to white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm still breathing is proof that they won't win. And they're just a bunch of hacky jerk-offs and they can get fucked. And that's kind of what it's it is. Cool. I'm glad I picked that one at random. That's, that's yeah. sick to actually like hear like the story behind that. Yeah. It's uh, it's really important. I, uh, it's kind of crazy what people think is acceptable behavior. I won't even talk about acceptable thoughts because you can think whatever the fuck you want, but acceptable behavior, acceptable to say out loud. But yeah, people that think that genocide is acceptable can like seriously start with themselves because that's fucked. Yeah. So retail therapy, that'll be the last one I'll ask. Sure. Um, Retail therapy is, it's, it's a song, let me think, the best it's kind of about getting caught in the cycle where, you know, people have jobs and people at their jobs get treated like shit by customers. And then they leave their job and then they become customers that then treat people like shit. And it's kind of about like this cycle of just being shit on and then having this moment to like strike back and like, it's just about getting caught up in the, in that cycle and how, you know, we need to be better than that. Mm -hmm. And like, we just need to treat people better. Um, and I understand that, like, after getting shit on all day, like, sometimes it's hard to, like, get out of that. But, like, we really need to break that cycle. And, you know, it's like when you see those videos for, like, Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a really good example of, like, what do yeah, you... Yeah, that shit makes me sick. I went yeah. to a Black Friday thing once, um, I, I want to say, like, four or five, or maybe six years ago. And it was because uh, Rebecca and I were, like, out of town. And then we came back... And it was like 9.55 and we drove by a Walmart and they were having like a 10 p.m. thing or something. I was like, let's just go there. Why not? I walked through and I was like, what the hell? Like, this is dumb. Yeah, it's (laughs) crazy. And like, it's wild because it's like if I always feel and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm just, you know, like speaking out of my own pocket. But like, if you're going to wake up the day after Thanksgiving at, like, I don't know, three in the morning to go shopping. Like, I feel like you're compensating for something, and whatever you're compensating for, 
won't be made up for by a TV. Yeah. Like, if your family, like... I just don't know why possessions are... Those types of possessions are... Make such a... Yeah. Important... You know, why they matter that much. Yeah. I like hearing... I drive out of town to hang out with my mom. And, you know, like... You know, I, I doubt that my sister's listening to this, so don't take it the wrong way. But there was one time I drove out of town to, like, hang out with my, my mom. My sister was there and everything, too. And she left at, like, 5 p.m. because there was a 6 p.m. Thanksgiving sale or something. And I'm just like, yeah. why? You know, yeah. like, it's because, weird. Like, just hang. Like, who cares? Fuck, we don't need family. stuff, you know, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's weird. But, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't see it that way. I'm like, I don't need that TV that bad. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't need that DVD or that, you know, And it's always really, yeah, it's really bucks. impersonal <laughs> shit that people are mauling old ladies yeah. for. You know, it's it's really, really impersonal stuff. And, like, you know, I mean, if that's what you're into, I guess. But, yeah, there's just, like, this weird At consumer think about culture that's that all exists. That's all I ask is think about it, you know? Yeah. So you just, just doing it, really think about it and ask why you're doing it. Maybe there's a deeper reason. Yeah, it's because you know your family fucking hates you, and the only way that you can solve that is by getting a TV for them. But then they still hate you because it's just a TV, and they just like TV, and they still don't like you. So I don't know. I don't know, it's weird. But yeah, consumer culture is fucked just up. Just use that whole section as lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right that Your time. family fucking yeah. hates you, and it's just a TV. Yeah, it, it's true, and like, I don't know, it's... It's weird. American culture is very strange, and like I'm very much ingrained in it. Like I like my my stuff, but yeah, it's just it's very sad. People need to remember the value of people. You know, that's one of the reasons why I like living in Vermont. Um, you know, people are neighborly, even if you know you don't see eye to eye politically. You know, people are very neighborly, and they'll come mm-hmm. through for you, which is that's good. Cool. Yeah, people are people, and, and you know, I mean, there's a good chunk of Wisconsin that's like that too, and I feel like it's. You know, I mean, I'm not saying like all cities aren't that way, but I feel like where, where there's place, some places where there's space, mm. you know, I mean, it's definitely not the case. And, um, you know, a lot of southern states, obviously, there's still a lot of very vocal hatred and stuff, you know, but I mean, I guess it's like that everywhere. But yeah. um, there's this one house. I think I'm I just sh- talking out of my ass. It's 50 <laughs> 50. Some people are pieces of shit and some people are good. So yeah. fix it. Let's, Let's it. get it 60-40 before 2020 happens. Yeah, there's this one house that I drive past on the way to work, and they've got five flags, and they're they're like Trump people, but they change their flags every day, and I'm like, that's so aggressive. I saw a Confederate flag on the border of New York and Vermont. Yeah, that's a day, weird shit. And it's I was like, like yeah. what? Yeah, wrong side, wrong side of the fence, like, idiot. What? Yeah. Like, come they're, on, dude. They're... Like, oh, I get it. You're a fucking tough, edgy son of a bitch. Like, yeah. shut up. There's people in Vermont that that rock Confederate flags. It's like, yo, go move there. Yeah. Like, if you want the South to rise again, like, peace out. We don't want you here. Um, that's some clown shit. And I, you know, and like, I'm New York born. I live in Vermont. So, like, I don't know. But that heritage, not hate shit, seems fucking dumb. And, like, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to critique because it's not my life. But, like, I don't know. That shit's stupid. I have it, a pretty simple response to that. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Move the fuck on. Like, it seems like It sounds dumb, shit. but really, it's like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, that seems so easy. Like, who fucking cares? Be like, oh, heritage. Like, who gives a flying fuck about your, your genes 200 years ago or 100 years ago or whatever? Like, move the fuck on. Yeah. Create a new fucking life, a new fucking identity. Like, it doesn't matter. You mean... Our country is pretty much built on erasing other people's heritage, so <laughs> well, fuck mean? ours. Uh, that was shitty. Get rid of it. Yeah. Like, who cares? Fuck the Confederates. Like, yeah, it, it's it's super weird, and it's you know it's not the hill that I would want to die on, but like these people love it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird, especially when it's up in Vermont. Cause it's like, yo, look at a fucking map, idiot. Like, yeah, like we're not there, you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand how people are so confident that they can tell somebody's character just by like looking at them because it's like you know don't you know white people that are really shitty oh tons of them <laughs> yeah like i know tons of them. a lot like, of them hate people of color yeah so. well, it's just, <laughs> it's just yeah, a fucking scumbag like <laughs> it's just really weird and like you know in the in 2019 like you have the internet you have the exposure to see all these amazing things from all over the world and all these great food, you know, all this great food and music yeah. and, and experiences. And it's like, 
no <laughs> yeah. no to, to that you know it's just it's strange like you have the keys to the kingdom and you're just like hanging out tailgating yeah. in the parking lot like a dope you know um, it's a weird way to live and you know if these people weren't such a fucking tumor I would I would find pity for them but like really I just want their ideas to die out with them because it's it's whack no absolutely <laughs> I I I feel like we could talk about this for like hours and hours yeah. and just sit and bitch and moan and, and complain and stuff and the, you know but the the really difficult part is finding what to do with it you know there's that that borderline of like obviously like be vocal yeah don't don't let people um, well, you know if somebody says something that you don't agree with say something call them out on it or you know for or, sure I think I've I've actually um, we we're talking last night I've been reading. Uh, Making Spaces Safer by Shauna Potter, which is really, really good. And I think everybody should definitely pick it up. Um, it's it's um, all about dealing with harassment in your community, harassment, you know, in public spaces, whether you're a promoter or a band or just somebody at shows. And, you know, it's not just like, oh, call people out. It's, it actually has a lot of really good solutions and a lot of really good techniques to, you know, addressing these issues but also turning it into something more positive mm -hmm. hopefully by the end and you know that'll show growth but yeah it's uh i don't know people need, people need to figure it out and i do believe the world's getting better you know when fucking nike who's a shit garbage company is hiring kaepernick to be their spokesperson it's because they know that you know people want that more yeah. people want that than, you know, Blue Lives Matter fucking nonsense. And when companies are catering to it, it means that there's money in it, which means that there's more people interested in it. So even though, like, we're definitely getting pummeled in the face daily by a variety of issues, um, you know, I do believe overall the world is getting better. You know, people every day realize that the people that they thought they hate are actually people that they know, you know, whether it's a, a friend that's that comes out as, as trans or a family member, you know, who's dating somebody and, you know, it, whatever it is, you know, people are growing and learning and, you know, once those ideas die in your head, like, I can't imagine they'd come back. Yeah. Um, it's like I try and look at the bigger picture, but at the same time, like, you know, day to day, like, there's still kids dying in cages, which is like fucking crazy. Yeah. Like fucking crazy. You it's know? Just you know, it's it's like we can look at our society and, and just be like, how fucking old are you? You know, like, grow up. Like, like if, if only it was that easy to just reprimand it, like, like for real, like, stop fucking doing this to people and stop doing this to ourselves. And Yeah, and it's, it's short-sighted because, like, not for nothing, I mean, you've driven across this country a few times like there's plenty of fucking space yeah you know go to wyoming and tell me that there's not fucking yeah. space like and there's plenty of resources if we just stop funneling all of them to you know ten and assholes you know like i don't know i'm not the smartest guy in the world but it seems kind of kind of easy to figure out who who's working against people and who's working for them yeah. and you know i'll always be on the side of the person getting fucked you know it's just who i am yeah but if they're getting fucked there's a good chance they need a hand so indeed indeed it's uh it's stressful i mean it's also stressful like uh being up in vermont because like we're in our bernie bubble for sure um you know and like we don't have ice detention centers in our state right now which also is like makes me feel a little helpless because like yeah like i lived in texas like get the fucking punks, get yeah. the guns, make it happen. But like, you know, it's, we're up here, like I'm limited, you know? And like, what do you do when you're limited? And you know, where we've been raising money for migrant justice with our record, you know, just doing what we can and being vocal about it and encouraging other people to throw support where they can, when they can't be the person giving the support. Um, but yeah, the world's scary, but I think once, once a few more people catch on to what's happening, you know, hopefully the bounce back will be good and we'll learn from it. You know, I think there's a lot of shit that's about to come out because of careless, rich assholes. And yeah, hopefully, 
hopefully people run with it like all this epstein shit i can't wait i saw the fbi raided his fucking pedo island i hope that they light all of those fucks on like literally burn all of them at the stake tie them to a stake burn them all publicly um yes yeah. please. yeah set examples like and like if we're gonna be fucking locking people in cages and fucking treating them like they're pieces of shit less than like why the fuck can't we just yeah. kill people like that? I'm just going to say, you know what I mean? Like, how do we not all agree well, the that these is, type of people are... These people are in cages because sociopaths have friends that own cage companies. That's why these people are in cages. It has nothing to do with freedom or space or they're taking this or they're... It's because their friends own prisons... Their friends own cage companies. Their friends make weapons. Their friends, you know, need Their these contracts. Their friends are friends who, ha who promote control. Yeah, and, like, meanwhile, we sit on Facebook being like, oh, here's a meme. You know, like, like oh, Clinton's killed Epstein, Trump killed... You know, they both fucking killed Epstein. And their friends killed Epstein because they're all fucking pedophiles. And they're all sociopath murderers. And... Yeah, like they're not on your side, and, I, and yeah, that's that's the one thing that when you say they're not on your side, that that gets me the most is when, you know, people fucking people sincerely think that Trump or anyone related to Trump is going to fucking care about them, yeah, and benefit them like he does not care about you, he will not yeah. care about you, none of them will care about you, you will be fucked. Um, so, we got some neighbors by. Yeah, Oliver's Maybe, getting uh, picked up for a play date. Um, um, it's about, okay, they've got him. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Like, I can't imagine, like, why anybody would think, like, Mitch McConnell would do anything to help anybody but himself. You know, like, or, like, any of them. You know, people are like, fuck Trump. But, like, Trump is a symptom. Like, don't get it twisted. Like... Trump is just a symptom of capitalism yeah. and we'll get rid of him but there's a hundred more jerk offs who would gladly choke a baby yeah. to death if they could be the next Trump when, and like when people talk about like oh impeach Trump I'm like don't we have fucking Mike Pence yeah you know like yeah. that's not better yeah like the problem Somebody goes so much deeper that, you know being being gay is like fixable or yeah. like like as if it's a you know like they yeah. can't believe there's still people that think that yeah in 2019 like, like in who fucking cares like yeah. are you do you have like you know like fuck who you want and fuck whoever and let everybody else fuck who they want like who cares and like, not for nothing I would not fucking hang out with Mike Pence that guy seems like a fucking herb and a jerk off and he just sucks besides the fact that he's he's a fucking cruel heartless murderer like yeah yeah, like, they're all just symptoms, you know, they're symptoms of the problem, and, you know, the problem, we'll see if we ever solve that, but, you know, we'll see, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get those people out, hopefully this year, some of them, but yeah, they're tumors. Gotta no, I them. agree, we hit some deep shit on this episode, and, yeah. Um, if anybody's offended, honestly, I apologize for nothing because I believe in it wholeheartedly. Be yeah. a better fucking person and stop supporting people who obviously promote hurting everyone else. So yeah, exactly. And exactly. I have a feeling you agree. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's not hard. Just like look who's making money, and yeah. you know, I don't think that open your eyes. Yeah, it's not hard, and I don't know. We could talk about it if you want to talk about it, but just you know, if you're not if you're not trying hard. Try a little harder. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard. Don't be a scumbag. Like, just for, just today. Yeah. Don't be a today. scumbag today. See how yeah. it feels. Feels good. Do it tomorrow. Yeah. If you need to just try it, you know, three, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. the weekend off. It's like meatless Mondays. <laughs> like, don't, don't be a scumbag if, Sundays. If, if you don't, <laughs> if you're not a vegan, but you've been trying out the impossible burger at Burger King, you can try not being a piece of shit. True. I promise. True. <laughs> So um, we'll wrap this up here in a bit, but let's uh, let's lighten up the move with some random yeah. improv fast questions and sure. see what happens. See what comes out of my mind and see what comes out of your mouth. Do it. Pepsi or Coke? Neither. Cola's gross. Root beer. <laughs> uh, Moxie or ginger ale? I oh god, ginger ale, but only when I'm nauseous. Okay, ginger ale or polar? Ginger ale. Really? 
Yeah, like I do, can't do salt, seltzer. Oh, dude, polar's the best. Okay. Um, overall, Vermont or New or Long Island? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. That's <laughs> too hard. Um, I mean, for me now, Vermont. For me, when I was in my 20s, Long Island, without a doubt. But yeah, for where I'm at right now, Vermont. Good, how are you? <laughs> uh, See, everyone's friendly in Vermont. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, I know, Vermont for me now, but when I was younger, like Long Island for sure. Okay, um, if uh, no bias here, Ramones or Sex Pistols? Ah, <sighs> uh, uh, you know what? Ramones, because I feel like Johnny Rotten's a fucking herb now, and he totally played himself. <laughs> um, so I'd have to go to the Ramones, because at least they died before playing themselves. Grind or death metal? Grind. Man, man is a bastard or spaz? Spaz. Um, the, the, the path or contra? <laughs> ah, you know, it's like, uh, Matt Kimball would probably say contra, but I would probably say the path. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we're going to let John go be a responsible father here. Yeah, and, kid's getting uh, picked up for a play date, so I a have A wonderful to Vermont that. neighbor. Um, so thank you very much for sitting down with me and yeah. talking about some fun stuff and some heavy stuff. and. Uh, <laughs> oh, and before I go, because I have to shout out people, um... Really quick, listen to Voices in Vain, listen to Crafter as often as you can, listen to Wimp from Massachusetts who are fucking sick, Flesh Prison from Long Island, um, Voidbringer, Sachem, uh, Old North End, a bunch of really good bands coming out from Vermont, and uh, yeah. Cool, and if you need like links to these bands, hit up The Path yeah. uh, on Facebook. Is it just facebook.com slash The Path? <sighs> Maybe. Either way, look look for the path yeah. from Vermont. It's not that hard to find. Their new record on State of Mind Recordings, Chaotic Good. You can hear the, uh, the yeah. CD in my hand. Um, make sure you pick that up. Make sure you check it out. Oh, and yeah. uh, talk to John more because John is a wonderful human <laughs> being and he's not a scumbag piece of shit. Yeah, hit me up. So. Let's talk. <laughs> I, I like buddies. And, uh, yeah, bring your bands through Vermont. We like hanging out. And I always tell John every time I see him, he has a very sexy, uh, deep, manly <laughs> voice. So I'm glad that I could get that on recording because oh, yeah. you have a, a wonderful voice for audio recording. So Thank you, sir. But uh, this has been episode 12 of Hardcore on Tour Stories from the Van. If you dig it, share. Tell your friends. Tag people. Uh, let me know if you want to be on an episode. This is a podcast for all of us and our community. So please keep spreading it and keep sharing. And stay tuned for episode 13. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you.